Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening here from East Lansing. I'm the host of Warning Track, Zachary Barnes, alongside Michael Epps. How you doing, Michael? Good. How you doing? Little, uh, little different weather on a blustery East Lansing day here today. Uh, a little change of pace from last week's 50 degree weather. I, uh, how you hanging out? Hanging out there, Michael? Oh, it's rough. The long walks across campus are really daunting. Yeah, yeah, they'll 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 do that to you. But uh, we're actually talking Spartan baseball, not weather. And uh, the Spartans were somewhere a little warmer this past weekend than where we are now. They were down in South Carolina. This weekend they head to Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, for another three-game series. But uh, we're actually going to start. We were both a little surprised this weekend on uh, how the Spartans performed. We were saying in our preview last weekend, oh, offense is going to be the struggle. You know, they're going to need to scrape runs. Even Coach Jake Boss Jr. said uh, scraping across runs is going to be the thing and we're going to be reliant on pitching. But uh, that wasn't the case. What do you think, Michael, of uh, this weekend's offensive performance? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was a complete shock. 11 runs, 15 runs, and then 7 runs for those three games for the weekend. It was unbelievable. I personally was not expecting them to cross over to the double digits, and it was unbelievable the explosiveness they had. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's not something you expected from such a young team as well. Now, we're going to highlight some guys from South Carolina who was on fire, who was not. Um... But I got to say, the first notable player from this past weekend is my boy, Marty Bacina. I did pick him to be my freshman standout. Yes, we're only one series into the season, but thank you, thank you. I know I'm a mastermind. But he went 7 for 13, 4 RBIs, 6 runs, uh, played third the whole weekend. He had two doubles to go along with that, a home run. Um, also, he was the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, the first position player to win Big Ten Freshman of the Week since Jimmy Pickens in 2012. Pickens was drafted in the 15th round, 15th round back in 2014 to the Reds. Currently, Pickens is playing for the single-A Reds, the Dayton Dragons, just in case you were wondering. But uh, did anyone else stand out to you this weekend, Michael? Yeah, Mari Bashina just really stood out. He was definitely the highlight of the weekend. Jordan Zimmerman was also huge this weekend, the transfer from Mesa. Uh, he batted 6-13 with six runs and three RBIs, and he played at second base the entire weekend, and we talked about his threat all around. He has a very strong all-around game, and one of those parts was his threat on the base pass. And he had four stolen bases this weekend, so that's a big part of his game that is really going to help the team out. Yeah, and he, he knocked in some doubles, and we mentioned last weekend uh, the lack of double production we're losing. We lost every single guy who had double-digit doubles, and uh, this guy's already at three. And alongside of him is sophomore Alex Troop, uh, who had four doubles. So we're getting some of that just repeatedly. We're replenishing some of that offense already with the new lineup. Troop played first base for the team. Um, he went 6-for-10, 7 runs, 3 RBIs. He also pitched Saturday, went 3-2 and two thirds with 5Ks, 1 hit, and no runs. So this kid's doing it all. What do you think of Mr. Troop, Michael? Oh, it was unbelievable to get a win on the mound on Saturday and to also have such a strong weekend at the plate. It was unbelievable to see that dual threat come out like we talked about in the preview last week where we have some guys that can really be a threat both with pitching and hitting and Troop definitely showed that this weekend it was it was a strong performance yeah you mentioned uh one of those dual threats uh one of the freshmen coming in and we have yet to see if he will do that but next we're going to move into starting lineup now it seems like we have a starting lineup here there was a lot of question marks going in me and you even previewing we weren't even sure who was going to start Jake Boss Jr. didn't even make it clear in the interviews with Impact who was going to start. Uh, but we were pretty consistent except for in right field the whole weekend. 
Matt Byers was behind the plate, predicted Chad Ross Kelly to stand out behind the plate this year, but he's actually injured, so he's waiting for him to come back. Now, I'm already sensing a battle behind the dish there between him and Byers, the transfer from Heartland Community College uh, down there in Chicago. Um, but he played the whole weekend at catcher, like we mentioned, Troop. Played first base until he went into pitch. We had Jordan Zimmerman at second, Bashina at third, Royce Ando, another freshman, playing at the shortstop position. Dan Durkin, the junior, um, played in left field actually, and he's mainly he's listed as an infielder and played a lot of second base last season. So this was total a change for him. And then we had Brandon Hughes, who had a multitude of at bats last year, so it's nothing new to him. But he's a sophomore, so he definitely got that experience last year. And then we had Jake Cruck, the redshirt sophomore. He played Friday and Saturday in right, and then Chris Simonton. Uh, the senior from Akron, as we mentioned, their program got disbanded. Um, he's over here in Michigan State, and he got the start on Sunday in right field. And then Zach McGuire, the sophomore, hit the whole weekend at DH. Well, what do you think you mentioned behind the plate? It, it was interesting to see uh, Ross Kelly couldn't perform this weekend with the injury, and Matt Byers came in, and he filled in pretty well. But last week, you talked about Ross Kelly a lot in the rapid-fire questions last week. You said Chad Ross Kelly was the most likely player to exceed 10 home runs and hit over 300. So what do you think about that going on with the season? Yeah, calling call me out of my picks. But, you know, <laughs> you're right. You know, it's, um, I think he could still do that, though. He's going to come back. Uh, timetable on his return is still unknown. Um, hoping sooner than later, definitely by the time we get back here in East Lansing, but uh, like I mentioned, maybe that won't be happening, especially with the home runs if he's split in time with Matt Byers. You know, he's a junior transfer, uh, and he's already proving his worth out there. He hit a home run this weekend, so that's already a great start there. Um, Byers as well, he's batting three oh eight in this young season, went 4 for 13 with a double and a home run, I mentioned, and four RBIs. So he's kind of doing what I expected Chad Ross Kelly to do, but, uh, not, but it's Matt Byers. Um, anyone else stand out to you in this lineup that you're looking forward to seeing? Jordan Zimmerman, like I said, it's it's going to be very interesting to see him shine. I think he's going to shine. I think he's going to have an incredible season. He might even be the best hitter on the team, you know, right yeah. neck and neck with Marty Bashina. Yeah. You know, we talked about the experience that he has in his all-around game, and he's a he's a very unique player, and Jake Boss, is, the coach, has, has talked about him a lot and how, you know, he's going to play an important role this season with the team. It's good. It's good to get those transfers in. And uh, I'm going to point out a little fact for you. In this starting lineup, there was only 309 at-bats returning. Just in the starting lineup, MSU had a total of 1,944 at-bats last season. So, you know, we, we were not, we can't emphasize enough how new this lineup is. This is a completely new team, completely new offense. Um, and I should mention, 222 of those at-bats we're referring to in the starting lineup came from uh, the sophomore Brandon Hughes out in center field. So he's really the only one that's been here. Of course, uh, the transfers, they've been there, just not from Michigan State. So, you know, we're seeing a totally new team out here. Uh, really crazy. But uh, we're going to transition now uh, slowly into pitching here. Now, uh, you want to start with Friday. What did you think of Friday's pitching matchup? Well, it was interesting. Cam View we talked a lot about, and we thought that he was going to be the highlight of the rotation, and he was going to be the highlight of the weekend. We talked about how he actually got drafted by the Detroit Tigers in the MLB draft, but opted to stay in, and we talked how he was going to be you know, one of the highlight pitchers in the Big Ten, and he had a, a bit of a rough outing on Friday. Um, he Presbyterian got to him early with four quick runs, and it was a really sloppy first inning with fielding, Absol and can you absolutely. talk a little bit about that, Zach? Yeah, absolutely. The fielding... And actually, I was talking to Matt Micah, uh, one of our impactors here, and uh, he played college baseball for Akron, and he was just talking with this young lineup is going to come errors. You know, yeah, it, making that jump from high school to college isn't like it would be to the minors or pros, 
but it's still such a change, and those balls are whipping off the bat so much quicker. And I mean, it just, you know, Bashina and Ando both had great series, but uh, they also had both two, two, both had two errors over the weekend. Uh, Ando's both came on Saturday, so and they the team as a total had three on Friday, and I think that actually hurt Camview, considering one of only one of his runs were earned, the three were all unearned. So I mean, that's just going to be something that comes with a young team and something that they're going to have to grow out of. It's that growing pains of having this youthful team and really lacking seniors, uh, guys that have been in the dirt, they've fielded the ground balls, they've gotten the pop flies, all that stuff. And, uh, so, you know, having that young team, you're going to have to adjust to that, and the pitchers might suffer a little like Cam did. Uh, just to read how how sloppy it was, I'm just going to read the play-by-play. Uh, Midkiff for Presbyterian reached on fielding error by the first baseman, advanced to second on throwing error. Jackson of Presbyterian advanced to third on his throwing error, scored on the error, uh, unearned run, Wise on it scored as well on, on the error, then another singled into the right, and then scored another unearned run off a of fielder's choice. So it was just a mess. And I was I was you know, I was watching the game cast because it wasn't on TV. I don't know if you were you tuned in, but I was like, no, like uh, don't let this be the season. You know, don't let us uh, not us, I'm sorry, don't let Michigan State baseball uh, you know, play the sloppy ball. And I know we were young, but they really turned it around after that, especially on Saturday and so uh, actually, you know, Saturday did start off a little rough, but what do you make of Saturday's pitching performance by the transfer from Kansas State, Ethan Landon? Well, that was rough uh, because, like we talked about with Cam, he had a rough start, but then he settled in. You know, he only gave up a couple of hits, you know, with the rest of the game, and he Absolutely. pitched five innings, and yeah. he really settled in, and he showed that strong side of him. But Ethan Landon, the transfer from K-State, I think he's got some work to do. He started off with seven runs, four of them earned. Uh, he only pitched four innings, and... Uh, it was a rough start for him. It wasn't what we were expecting, but I think that he'll be able to come back strong from it. We've seen the production from him from Kansas State. It just needs to translate to this group of guys, but and, I think yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, and that's just coming off a year of not pitching. You know, he had to sit that transfer year out. Um, errors hurt us again, though. Um, pass ball and a wild pitch counted for two unearned runs, Ethan Landon. And that's, you know, when you're having a rough day, like you mentioned, that's the last thing you want. Um, but what do you think of the bullpen that game? Oh, well, it was incredible. Riley McCauley came in for just the third and gave up another run. Yeah, so the freshman it, you mentioned, Riley McCauley, yeah. Right, it, and it was looking rough, but then Alex Troop came in, and we saw that he was doing so much damage at the plate Friday and Saturday, and then he comes in on the mound, and we just didn't think we would get that type of star production from a hitter. You know, he, he came hmm. on the mound, and he just dominated three and two-thirds, no Absolutely. runs, five strikeouts. It's, and what about Joe Mockby, who pitched Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. Um, he, he was announced the closer. These really weren't save situations, but uh, what did you think of um, him settling into that ninth inning role? Yeah, it was good. He he gave up just one mild hit, no damage, and he pitched that last inning and also got a strikeout. So it, it's looking good. We talked about how last year he was the first arm out of the pen. He actually led the team in wins last year, and mm-hmm. I think he'll be strong to close out those games for MSU later in the season. Once once there are some tough Big Ten, you know, wire-to-wire games, he'll be able to come in and get those tight saves. Absolutely. And then uh, our last day, Sunday, Mr. Borkovich, uh, last year's closer, what did we think of him? Oh, Borkovich was unbelievable. He was he was sensational, going seven strong, just one earned run, three hits, six strikeouts. It was it was a great performance from him, and we were uncertain about how, how he was going to perform because of what we talked about, his transition from the bullpen into the starting rotation. And we talked about how it is a completely different ball game to pitch out of the pen rather than to start the game, and he really, he really had a great performance. What do you think? Yeah, it looks like he's going to be that Sunday guy. I mean, seven innings, three hits, only an earned run, six Ks to go along with that. Um, 
that's good enough for me. You know, the opponent may not have been the toughest out there, but uh, that's the confidence you need. And I think that's the confidence. That's my biggest takeaway from this series is confidence. You get young guys like Ando and Bashina and transfer Zimmerman um, to settle into this Michigan State roster uh, by just mashing, by getting a lot of hits, getting a lot of runs, um, backing up their pitchers. And so, you know, you're building that confidence. Borkovich built his confidence as a starter. Um, and that's something they need to take away, especially with this next series. We'll get to that in just a minute. But, I mean, these are tougher opponents going forward. Um, and it will be throughout the season. And Big Ten is just going to be tough. And so I think those, you know, starting off 3-0 and on this, this season with such a young roster and uh, playing as well as they did, that's going to be really good going forward for, you know, their individual egos. Now a big question for you. Do you think it'll continue? This was a huge start. But how do you think it's going to continue? Yeah, well, you kind of just transition in a rapid-fire question. So, well, I'll answer your first one. Um, how do we keep the heat going? Uh, how do we keep the success going at the plate? Um, you know, eh, without the leadership, too, and I think it's just going to be building that confidence at bat by at bat. Um, I think clutch hitting was something that really, really played a factor. That's something that can boost the confidence. That's something the Kansas City world champion Kansas City Royals did, and I think that's something if the Michigan State Spartans keep doing, I think they can stay high. And just to give you some numbers here, the Spartans are hitting 17 for 39 uh, with two outs, That's eleven, and as well as 11 RBIs. So that's as clutch as it gets. Uh, that's 436 batting average. And then with runners on base, they're 16 for 43, 372 batting average. Um, so I think it's that clutch hitting, too, that's going to be the success of going forward because, like I mentioned, that's what the best in baseball do. That's what the best in the major leagues do. If you're doing that here uh, and continue it through the rest of the season, this offense is going to be a lot better than we think. Now I'm going to ask you, Mr. Michael, um, who are you looking to keep the heat up going individually? You've mentioned a lot of Jordan Zimmerman. Is there anyone else you're thinking can uh, stay hot in these next, this next series? Well, there are a couple of interesting guys, but I think that Alex Troop is really going to be who they look for as really a source of energy. And he was a threat with the bat, and he was also a threat on the mound. And with the pitching, he's going to be a, a hot spot in the bullpen. And If he keeps batting and keeps pitching, do you think one is going to affect the other? Do you think it's going to be hard to stay, you know, keep that consistent? Uh, it's hard to do both at, well at both, and so do you, you think one is going to take away from the other eventually? Well, I mean, that really just depends on the player, and we haven't seen too many dual-threat guys in, in college and the pros. It's just not too common in baseball. And it'll be interesting to see how Troop, if he really shines on the mound, well, or, a if sophomore can, too, or, so or if he can hit with power. He was, he was strong, and he really, he really saved the game after a tough, outing from Ethan Landon and the yeah. game was close going late in and Troop really held the team together so we'll we'll see throughout the season where he will find his niche so who do you expect to turn it around this weekend um you know that's a good question because uh, a lot of guys batted so well um personally for me I think a guy I want to see do better is Zach McGuire you know he's a DH you're not worrying about fielding um maybe this is me being a little hypercritical but uh you know he went two for nine um he did have three RBI, so I will give him that, but it's just going to continue uh, continue to be a solid bat in that lineup. They're going to need him uh, being that DH position. So, like I said, it's a really tough question to answer right now, but I think Zach McGuire is going to be a guy I'm going to keep my eye on at that DH position. Because, like you said, all you're doing is hitting. You know, I want as much production as I'm seeing in Bashina and Zimmerman and all those guys. So, but uh, that was our rapid fire round, and we're going to move in with about three minutes left in the show. We're going to move into the quick preview here. Um, and we're going to start with Texas State. Now, Texas State is coming off a four-game series against Washington State. The series format is, actually, is not something Michigan State will see until March 18th when they had to Tampa to take on USF, but that's besides the point. 
Uh, Texas State went 3-1, and one, only losing a game in extra innings. Now the matchup I'm looking forward to, this is going to be the Friday night matchup, Lucas Hample, uh, Humple versus Cam View. Um, they were both draft picks last year, View in the 19th round by the Tigers, uh, Humple in the 37th round by the Indians. Uh, last start, though, Humple went seven innings, seven hits, and only two earned with six Ks. So now the young Spartan lineup is going to be tested um, you know, by a really, really good pitcher, and so how they respond, I think, is really going to dictate the rest of the weekend. Um, but do you want to talk about their next matchup against Texas A&M Corpus Christi on Saturday? Yeah, they then move on to Corpus Christi, who's coming off a 2-1 and series, the Chicago State. Then they got a big win against Houston Baptist, who's also a strong team for the baseball and coming off an NCAA tournament appearance last year. Uh, another great pitching group on this team, really other than any second game of the season. This bullpen came in and shut the door. They roughed up in their opener, but the bullpen calmed the damage and then got to their most recent two games, and it's been the same story. You know, they've been strong. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you mentioned the most recent two games. Um, yeah, it's been bullpen for them, uh, and I don't think that's going to be an issue for Michigan State. Uh, they've consistently hit throughout the each game. Uh, it's not like late in the game we get any worse. So I think uh, it's really going to be on Ethan Landon again. He's going to get that Saturday start. How's he going to handle this Corpus Christi lineup? Uh, it's really not a, a – I was looking at the lineup. It's not a lineup right now that scares me. Uh, they do have Zacharias Hardy, who went 8 for 16 with 4 RBI. So definitely be on the lookout for him and how Landon faces him, as well as Austin Krasnick. Um, he's also uh, another one of their solid hitters. But I think it'll be a good matchup for Landon to really build that confidence. And uh, lastly, on Sunday, they'll play University of Central Florida, who's 4-0 and coming off a three-game sweep against Siena and uh, had a win over Bethune-Cookman. Um, they've scored 10 or more runs in each game, so opposite of what's going on in Corpus Christi. This team is very, very batting heavy. Uh, they have five guys putting up video game numbers. What does video game numbers mean? Well, they have three got five guys batting over 357 and three guys batting over 400. So this team is going to mash. They're going to test Borkovich. Um, and it's just going to be another confidence-builder game. How do you keep that confidence from last weekend and bring it into this tougher weekend down in Corpus Christi, Texas? Um, and a little nugget for you, Matt Micah already has two home runs for them, but not impacts Matt Micah. It's actually, uh, they have a freshman named Matt Micah on their team, so I thought that was a little funny. Uh, small world right with the names. But this has been Warning Track uh, for Zach Barnes and Michael Epps. We've had a great show. You know, Check out those Spartans. See how they do. They always need that little love in college baseball. But uh, you guys enjoy your weekend, and thank you for listening. Have a good one.